Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Is uh, the Ford government now reconsidering those welfare cuts that they had previously announced? There's rampant speculation about that right across the province right now. Uh, apparently, the uh, the government has directed municipalities to destroy, that's the word they used, destroy more than 240,000 inserts in the October welfare checks uh, that were outlining the previous cuts that uh, was announced, of course, by the Ford government. Uh, now, this is rather interesting and, and speculating as to whether or not they're rolling this back. Not the first time they would have uh, talked back on, and walked back on a, on a government policy. But I'm wondering about the motives and the alternative uh, possibilities, I guess, in a situation like this. I want to bring Richard Brennan into the conversation, retired journalist uh, who's covered Queen's Park and Parliament Hill for the Toronto Star for many, many years. Uh, Badger, thanks for the time. Good to have you with us today. Hey, Bill. How are you doing? Good. Are you shocked by this? I know, I get nothing uh, shocks you, I guess, after all this. <laughs> I'm not shocked. Um, it, I think some kind of realities hit home here. You know... Let's just go back a, a little ways, yeah, well, I guess over a year, when they're elected. Everybody wants to, when they first get elected, they want to be seen as being able to take charge. Well, there's a difference between taking charge and just, you know, uh, going ahead blindly and doing, you know, some stuff that you might regret later. And I think that fit, that fits into this category right now. And just not this, but other, you know, they... They've made changes to this, 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 and so, as you know, so, and your listeners know so many things, and it's really turned uh, the population off on, on this uh, Ford government. My analogy is this. I think we've all done this. You know, you, on a home project, you've rushed into something and did it, you know, I'll say, uh, you know, with, with, not with abandon, let's say, and you've lived to regret it. The job wasn't done. And this really fits into that. They, you know, they cut this money, the transfers, the transition money, and never really gave it much thought as to what, what it actually meant to people. And that's what's happened here. Well, and you and I have talked about this with some of the other cam- or, uh, uh, their campaign promises now, their, their policies. Uh, the, they seem preoccupied, almost uh, obsessed with the bottom line, and they don't really, I, I guess, get too much into that about the implications of this. I mean, you know, if, if you're trying to cut money, and, and that seemed to be the mantra, of course, of this government, you're going to look at things like this. But as, as we find out, of course, the transition child benefit, uh, which they were going to chop, uh, uh, helps about 32,000 kids every month whose families are uh, either not receiving Ontario Child Benefit or the Canada Child Benefit or not getting the full amount of it. So it's a top-up, and it's basically it's, it's money that you can spend on your kids. I mean, you know, to, for supplies, for food, and things of this nature. It's, it's rather draconian to think that a government's going to say, yeah, yeah, we're not going to give that to you anymore. So I, I, is, is this really just a, a, a kind of a, a moral moment here, a, a reawakening, or is there an alternative mo- movement here? Well, with governments, there's always an alternative, you know, ulterior motive. You know, there, there's a couple of things at play here. They're doing, they may be, you know, people say, well, they're doing the right thing. Well, and they are doing the right thing if they, they pull back on this. But you have to remember that this government is, their reputation right now is in the, in the tank. And their popularity, you know, for the, for the, Premier, his popularity is, is I think, what, 25, 26 percent. 
Well, there's a whole, there's a lot of things at play here. But the people that are on this, this $230 a month, which, which, by the way, couldn't, if this, they cut this, and if they got rid of this, it could mean them, you know, the difference between having housing and not having housing. Oh, sure. It's, I mean, that gets, you know, that's where the rubber hits the road here. So people will, you know, I don't care if they say they're doing it for the wrong reasons, they're doing it for the right reasons. If they do it for whatever reason, they're doing it, you know, the people are going to benefit by not having this, you know, this subsidy, this uh, cut, because it really, it really means a lot to the folks that get it. It's, it's, it's as simple as that. But if they wanted to come across as the good guy, and you're right, I think any government wants to do that in some way, shape, or form, why didn't they just make an announcement instead of simply sending this notica- notification out that said, don't put that insert in there? And, uh, I mean, that leads to speculation that, well, all they're doing is delaying this. It wasn't supposed to go into effect until December 1st anyway. But the fact that they're not putting the notices in here, are they? Just, uh, here's, here's where I want to get your read on this. Uh, don't know if you've heard, but there's a federal election coming up on October 21st. Uh, yeah, I've heard rumblings of that. Yeah, and and uh, conspicuous by his absence in this campaign, of course, has been Doug Ford. I mean, he is persona non grata for the Andrew Shear team, right? I mean, even when he was in Etobicoke the other day, around the corner from Ford's house, Doug Ford's nowhere to be seen. And and that's that's not happenstance. I mean, that's obviously a strategy right now. Stay away from me because you're kryptonite to me right now. So have they also told this government no more bad news announcements? Until after the election, is it you know because we we don't want you with us, we don't want you sitting in the legislature because you tend to open your mouth when you do that, and that that causes problems for us. We also don't want you sending these notices out right now until after the election because in the voters' minds, in many voters' minds, as you know, Richard, a conservative is a conservative, a liberal is a liberal. They don't much make a difference between federal or provincial. Oh, absolutely not, and, and certainly the, the candidates hear that you know the mixed messages at the door. Oh yeah, provincial and federal. You're you're absolutely right about the delay, and that that I thought about that too. And is this just a delay? And you, you know, but I do have to correct you on something because Mr. Ford might not be appearing, but certainly his name's been raised oh, yeah. almost <laughs> daily by Mr. Trudeau. Yesterday, when uh, Mr. Trudeau was here at downtown Hamilton making the announcement about uh, the proposed uh, pharmacare, fourteen times in one speech, he mentioned Doug Ford's name. Well, you know, how can you go wrong? I guess it, you know he, well, he has to do something. Trudeau's got his own problems, so he, I guess he's uh, you know he's become a, a Doug Ford become a convenient foil for for Trudeau. And but and 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 you know what? You, you can't lose with it. It's it's not the best politics in the world, quite frankly. But however, politics are different than when I first covered years ago. So, I think there could be something to what you're saying. You know, the, the less cynical part of me kind of hopes that, you know, that's not, not the case. They're not just delaying it because of the federal election and, you know, the kind of heat they're getting from Shear's office. But, I don't know. It, it just... It, it's unfair, regardless of what, uh, what... If they just delay it, then with this story, it certainly makes it even more difficult for them to just 
delay it because then they're going to, you know, they're going to be seen as, you know, even though it's just a speculation piece, as we well know, people read it as fact, you know, as just, you know, that they they are not cutting that, and that they, you know, if they cut it instead after the election, well, it, it looks. It looks even more cynical for the for the government, I would think. And, I mean, I understand that there was a, a lot of pushback on this. I mean, we had Tom Cooper on from the Roundtable for Poverty Reduction the other day, and he was talking about uh, the concern he's heard from an awful lot of people that are, that are clients right now. And another group, the Income Security Advocacy Center, uh, has already told the Attorney General's office that they're going to launch a constitutional challenge against this, saying that the, uh, the cut is discriminatory, arbitrary, and deprives kids of their right to uh, life and security. But that hasn't, that hasn't scared the government off. I mean, you know, there have been a number of challenges, legal challenges, uh, with some of the other policies, including the cap-and-trade policy and many others. And uh, certainly uh, the Ford the government doesn't mind spending up to $30 million to fight the federal government uh, about the carbon program, too. So, I mean, that, I don't think that's a factor here. That, that may be an extraneous little element to this discussion, but I don't think it's the thing that said, oh, my God, we don't want to get sued. We better cut the policy. I don't, I don't see that happening. I just wish this government... And you know, and people had the right to throw the last government out. I just wish they'd taken more time, you know, at least let the seat get warm before they start, you know, making major decisions, without really knowing the ramifications. It, 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 that's they're they're reaping this, I think, right now, what they did several months ago, and that was cut this, cut that. You know, slash slash here, trim there, and now they're seeing. You know, this is just not. These are just not dollars and cents that you're cutting. What you're doing is affecting people personally. The people that are you know strained to make, you know, make ends meet. You know, the ones that are trying to you know uh, you know looking for a leg up so they can you know move on and and not have to go on welfare. And it, it just so many. Th- ramifications here and that's what i think this government and they're not alone in other governments in the past is done they just didn't think what you know what the what the ramifications are what what they do i i used to tell my kids you know if you do this think about what you do and what it's going to mean two days from now or half an hour from now before you do something, think of what the possibility is. And I did, again, this government has failed to do that, and and now they're seeing what you know what happens. Well, we've seen this happen in the past, and and because we get caught up in the in the you know the, the election campaign and the election promises, and you know we hear something that we like and. Well, I remember well, how many years ago was it that John Cretchen said, "Look at you, you know, reelect us, and I'll eliminate the GST." That's a, and if hey, yeah, we hate the GST. That's why we voted the Mulroney government. Uh, and then, he, of course, he got elected, and, this, and somebody obviously sat him down and said, "Mr. Prime Minister, do you know how much money you're going to lose if you do that?" All right, all right, I'm not going to do. It. And, and we were outraged by that, of course. But uh, so that happens from time to time, and there oh, might actually be some the remorse. Helicopters, you remember that? Yeah, <laughs> and that cost that cost over a billion dollars. The federal government costs over a billion dollars to cancel that contract way back when. That's the kind of thing we're talking about. It's, you know, don't shoot your mouth off unless you know you can back it up. And oftentimes, politicians get caught up, like you say, in the campaign, and they say and do things that they really don't know 
what it means. And then, and this is this is a case in point. Well, maybe like like I say, I think we people want to give them the benefit of the doubt. Uh, and there's there's a case to be built for this. I mean, you know, you, let's connect some dots here. I mean, last week they finally announced that the budget office. This is an independent agency. Uh, announced that uh, the deficit here is half of what they, the Ford government said it was here in the province of Ontario. I, I don't know if they can look at that now and, and figure they've got a little bit of wiggle room here. I mean, that might be justification. I'm just cynical because this is a story that actually got leaked simply because of a directive that came out that said, don't put those inserts into the checks. Didn't say we're canceling the program at all. Uh, and I think the government, well, since they're not even sitting right now, but it'd be nice to hear from somebody in the government to say, yeah, we've changed our minds about that. And instead of saying, yeah, we've just decided to put it off until after the election. We need a little clarity here, I think. Oh, we certainly do. But, uh, you know, my concern is that, you know, the scenario you painted is absolutely right. It's about this will just be postponed. And, and that'll, that'll be a shame. And if I'm wrong, that that'd be great. Yeah, uh, I, I, for the sake of everybody involved, but let me hear from the government before that, because I mean we've seen this happen before. Uh, you know, you only want good news during elections. You don't want this sort of sort of thing going on. And the whole reason that the, the obviously the the legislature is not going back until the week after the federal election. Well, I think it's pretty obvious to everybody they don't want this government, which seems to shoot themselves in the foot on a pretty consistent basis with some of their announcements. They don't want these guys doing any of that stuff during the election campaign. Well, right now, Mr. Scheer, and I just to switch over to federal politics, is right now holding his breath because he's he's close to performing a minority government, and and he doesn't want anything jeopardizing that. And you know how the government, the other teams, both the Liberals, the Greens, and and the NDP, of course, are going to spin this. Uh, you know, when those notices go out, and they're there right now. Uh, they're simply going to say, see, this is what you're going to get. And they've already tried that tact. And we'll find out on the 21st, I guess, if it's going to be effective or not. Well, exactly. Bill, before we run, can I, do, can I say something? Yeah, yeah. I, I want to give a shout-out to one of your listeners. Sure. Paul Elms, he's an auxiliary OPP sergeant, and he's retiring in a big party for him this week after... Fifty. That's five zero years. Wow, of volunteering in Burlington, and uh, I just want to wish him and his wife Betty Ann, who's a great listener of yours, Bill, that all the best this week because it's uh, it means a lot to uh, to him, and it certainly means a lot to the public for to have somebody volunteer for that many years. That's incredible. Well, listen, happy retirement and uh, and thanks for the service. Uh, Fifty years of service to the community is just incredible. <laughs> Remarkable stuff. Uh, Richard Brennan, of course, uh, former uh, journalist with the Toronto Star covering Queen's Park. As always, Richard, thanks so much for this. Thanks, Bill. Talk again soon. Bye-bye. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.